0: The April 20th Mindful Parenting Retreat Day is filling up fast. Join me and other parents in Wilmington, Delaware for a day of rest and relaxation, mindfulness and mindful communication practices, and a live podcast too. And my special guest for the live podcast is, drumroll please, Lynetta Willis. You know her from episode 366 and 400. She is a psychologist and sought-after speaker who teaches her triggered to tr- transformed program to struggling parents. Join us and bring a friend to this powerful day-long retreat in Wilmington, Delaware on April 20th, 2024. But hurry, space is limited. Go to com slash retreat to get your spot now. That's com slash retreat. You're listening to the Mindful Mama podcast episode 95. Carla and I solve all your holiday problems. Welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast. Here it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you are thriving, when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host as always, Hunter Clark-Fields, Mindful Mama Mentor. I coach overstressed moms on how to cultivate self-awareness in their daily lives and to take family and life to a new level of peace and cooperation. I've been practicing yoga and mindfulness for over 20 years, I'm the creator of the Mindful Parenting Course and I'm the mom of two girls ages 7 and 10. Thank you so much for being here today. This is another episode with my dear friend, Carla Nomberg, and we are going to talk about how to take care of the holidays. And there's a lot of wonderful things we cover in this episode. This will be an episode where you'll want to either take notes or make sure you head back over to MindfulMamaPodcast.com to get the links because we are going to share with you how to focus on what's important, how to deal with family stress. But we also have tons of gift ideas, it's good stuff for your kids and great ideas for giving with kids and great <clears throat> ideas for traveling with kids. There's there's a bunch of um Apps and podcasts and resources that we, t- we share. So, this is a, a really res- uh, a, a podcast chock full of resources that, and there's some of them are so hilarious. I can't wait till you get to the end where we talk about uh, a really hilarious Bingo game for how to take care of some family stress and have a sense of perspective about some family stress. You are gonna laugh out loud. I'm psyched to have you back, as always, my dear friend Carla. Do you want to tell everyone who you are?
1: Sure. My name is Carla Domberg and I am a Hunter Clarkfield devotee. And I'm also, <laughs> I'm also. Let's see. Um, I'm a social worker. I do parent coaching. I've written a couple books about parenting mindfulness, and I'm currently writing my third book which is called How to Stop Losing Your Shit with Your Kids. Um, and I'm super excited about it. It's going to be published by Workman in another year or two. And um, and I'm a, you know, mindfulness practitioner, and I love coming on and talking to Hunter.
0: Yay. Yay. Carla, man, thanks to you and your new book, I'm going to have to label every single one explicit.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so <laughs> explicit. I'm really explicit. I'll, it's okay, okay. So from now on, we'll, we'll do a different title. I'll make up a new title just for you.
0: All right. That sounds good. <laughs> so I'm so psyched that you're here, and as it is December here, if you're listening in real time, if you're listening into the future, hello. What's it like in the future? Do we have, you know, droids in our houses yet? Anyway. No. <laughs> Actually, you know what's funny because we're gonna talk about the holidays, is that my daughter, um my ten year old daughter just brought me her Christmas list this morning and she she put on it programmable droid. <laughs> so it goes like lip gloss walkie talkies programmable droid. <laughs>
1: That's terrifying. <laughs> That's terrifying.
0: <laughs> we live, nope. we, live in, we live in the future, Carla. They're asking for no.
1: programmable droids. <laughs> No, I'm giving my kids, um, a Tonka truck. That's it. I don't know what I'm giving them, but it's not a joy.
0: So we're going to talk about the holidays today, and we're going to talk about some different things about the holidays, including maybe how to stay mindful, how to focus on what's important, how to kind of deal with some stress over the holidays, and maybe even some, um, ideas gift ideas and and ideas to make the holidays special and and less stressful for sure and I'm, I definitely want to include um, some ideas if you happen to be traveling some some podcasts um, for kids so this is kind of what's coming up and and Carla and I have just uh, you know we we haven't we haven't been making huge notes on this, but we, I know that you have thoughts on the holidays and also it's, what's cool, Carla, is that we come from different perspectives. I come from a kind of a secular, uh, yet we celebrate Christmas perspective and you come from a Jewish perspective. So we bring our, yeah. our whole different, uh, perspectives to the holidays.
1: Um, traditionally, yeah. is it
0: a really stressful time for you or you, this is this something that you, you
1: get into and really, you really dig? Um, so I love Hanukkah. It's one of my favorite of the Jewish and secular holidays. Um, but yeah, absolutely. It can get stressful because, you know, I, we still, you know, in my extended family, we have people who celebrate Christmas and Hanukkah and all that stuff. And so there is a lot of questions about like giving presents and who are we getting presents to and where's the travel and who are we going to see and who are we going to not see? And what am I going to, you know, how much time am I spending with my kids over the break? And do I need to scramble and find a couple of days of, you know, winter camps so I can get some work done. So yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely, there's stress. Um, And the one thing I do want to say to listeners is that I think that, you know, part of the stress of the holidays can be for sure around all the buying and shopping and decorating and making sure everything's just perfect. And um, part of it can also be when we get so sucked into, I just want it to be so meaningful and Mm -hmm. sacred and special. So we can actually create additional stress for ourselves by just trying so hard and so if when you are listening to our conversation if you if you notice in yourself that you're starting to feel stressed out by the things we're suggesting because it just feels like more to do or more to create please let that go. Like, don't, don't get sucked into that too because what we really want to do in this conversation is offer you suggestions to decrease your stress. And so if you notice that for some reason, something you read online about how to have more mindful holidays or whatever it is, or something you hear today is causing you stress, then that just means it's not the right advice for you. And there's other great advice for how you can really try to find some joy and connection these holidays instead of, you know, getting more stressed out
0: absolutely absolutely yes yes that's great advice so just take what you know works for you and take what doesn't but i think that that is a great place to start really is the idea of um simplifying and and i and i really liked this idea that i just got from there's a you know very simple on parents.com you know an article about 10 steps to less stress for a less stressful holiday and their first idea which i think was really cool was to ask for your family's input to like actually sit down and call a family meeting and say, you know, what, you know, they, uh, they make the suggestion to list three, have everyone list their three favorite holiday activities, you know, uh, you know, maybe reading around the fireplace or making cookies or whatever it is. And then ask for three things they could do without. And I thought, this is such a good idea. Like ask them everyone in your family to consider, you know, what you would like to skip. And I think that's just, just even the idea of opening up the, the door to that is a really smart idea. And, and also it's smart to kind of bring your kids into the conversation to also even suggest to them that it's, you know, even just having that conversation with our kids suggests to them that, you know, it's not all more is better. And in fact, you know, for us to enjoy and take in, and and enjoy some of the things that we do do we need to have space around some of those things so it's not just like boom 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 like kind of like the big pile of toys how much do you enjoy the one in the middle you know in order to really take in the things and and enjoy some of the things we need to kind of balance them with some downtime and some some things that we can do without Um, what did what did you think about this suggesting carla
1: I really like the idea of, well, there's two pieces of of it that I really like. One is the idea of having this intentional conversation. And it may be that if you have a parenting partner or spouse, you might want to have the conversation with them first before you bring it to your kids. And the idea is just to get really clear about like, what are your values for the holidays? And for some folks, it may be, you know what? I save up all year long because for me having a really abundant like gift giving experience actually is something I value tremendously because we don't give gifts the rest of the year or because it's just like whatever. The point is there's, there's no judgment on what, mm-hmm. what works for you and your family, what matters. But what I would love is for all of us and my family included to be a little more intentional about like what does bring us joy. And is it finding ways to spend some more time outside? Um, is it finding ways to just sit and like have no planned time? Or is this actually the time of year when we do once a year, go to see the Nutcracker or whatever it is, but just having some intentionality behind it. And the the flip side of that, which this article does touch on is letting it be okay to let go of traditions that don't work for you or your family anymore. And I realize that this can get very tricky with extended family. And there may be times when you say, you know, we don't really love Aunt Bertha's Christmas party, but it means so much to her that we're willing to go because our relationship matters and we care about Aunt Bertha. But there may be other traditions that you've been doing because you've just been doing them. And it really is okay to reconsider those and decide, you know, do we want to do this again this year? Do we want to start a new family tradition? So, um, yeah, I love this idea of really being thoughtful about what have we done in the past and has it actually worked for us? And if not, what can we create instead? I love that.
0: You know, some healthy skepticism in my life has served me well. And if you're like that, if you can spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from about a mile away, you read labels like it's your job, congratulations, you're a skeptic. And Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. I take Ritual's Essentials for Women 18 Plus every single day, morning and at lunch. And I am feeling great. I love this vitamin. Rituals Essentials for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. Plus, Ritual vitamins are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp, and made traceable. They select lower carbon packaging, they prioritize sustainably sourced ingredients, and set ambitious climate goals. Plus, Ritual is a female-founded B Corp, which means they are responsible to the health of people and our planet. No more shady business. Ritual's essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mindful. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mindful for
2: 25% off. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them
0: Is there is there anything you've reconsidered? Because I, I we certainly have at our house. And one of the things that um, we've reconsidered, that I've reconsidered, because I knew it would completely be me, was is the idea of um, Christmas cards. And actually it's something I've never done, which is um, I've just never sent Christmas cards because I just find it's like there's enough going on and it's such a busy, uh, full month for me. And, but what I do do is I don't, I, you know, I kind of thought, well, when I decided not to start Christmas cards, I thought maybe I'll send a a Valentine's day card every year, which, Totally failed, and I didn't do that. But um, (laughs) I do, I do reach (laughs) out and write to people. um, You know, now and then I do have you know stationery and just reach out and connect with people uh, now and then in in writing. But it's not something we do is do Christmas cards, which I know a lot of people love. And it's and I'm not. It's no judgment. It's like I love getting them, um, but it's just something that we chose not to do just for our sanity and just to take something off the to do list. Um, you know, so is there anything like that for you that you've reconsidered uh, as far as a holiday tradition?
1: Yeah. And I actually reconsidered it in a way that I think most people aren't expecting. So when the girls were little, I was super hung up on, I'm not going to buy them a lot of toys. We're going to really focus on experiences and books and things they need, like a new jacket or something. And um, I realized after a couple of years of that, that A, I was like really stressing myself out about it and b i remembered when i was a kid that really some of the joy of the holiday was getting great toys that i really wanted to play with and so over the past couple years so we have you know all the different nights of hanukkah and the girls get one present each night and sometimes it's a present from their grandparents and sometimes it's a present from their aunt or whoever it is but you know there are a few nights my husband and i cover and so sometimes it is like an experience we're going to go somewhere but really they're like at least three nights when they just get a straight up commercial awesome toy like this year we're getting them um some new lego sets because they really love legos um and they're they they love little plastic figurines you know from various movies or shows and they make little scenes with them and whether it's Playmobil or disney princesses or whatever they just love them they get so much fun playing with them and so i'm just like you know what i'm not stressing about buying them these straight up cheap commercial toys because they use them and they love them. And so for me, just freeing myself from this stress about, oh, I talk about mindful parenting and therefore I must only get them organic wooden blocks <laughs> and blah blah blah. Like enough already. Like here, here's a set of like, you know, Disney princesses, go play. And they do. So really releasing myself from that piece of stress was kind of an evolution in my parenting that's made it honestly more fun. And they're so psyched! Kids love it, and it makes them happy. So, I do. I I think my approach to the gift giving is a little more balanced now. I than love it was. that. I love that because you're
0: giving permission to all the mindful mamas listening to this who are saying, who are giving, you know, who have that sort of should story in their heads. Like I should, it should be this way and it should look this way and that kind of thing. And I should be, uh, you know, making sure, you know, whatever, everything is, is, is just so. And and I, you're giving people permission to say, you know what, it's okay for me to do this. And, and and they're having a blast. Your kids are having a blast and that's really fun. Yeah, <clears throat>
1: totally. I totally. totally. And, about the, mm-hmm. and yeah, I was going to say about the Christmas cards, like good for you. So we do send out New Year's cards because we don't celebrate Christmas in our house. We I love send out New Year's cards. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's fun for me because I love taking a lot of pictures. And so I just do a little card with the pictures. But, you know, it's, it's money. It costs us money. And every year it's sort of a reconsideration of whether or not we're going to do it. And I think they, people should consider Christmas cards completely optional. And, you know, I have a lot of friends who send us a holiday email, and it's got pictures of their family, and it's got a little bit of text, and you just write it once. It's free. You send it out. And I love that just as much. So I think that, you know, all three of those, doing nothing, sending an email, sending cards, or what you do, just sending some handwritten letters, um, I think people should feel completely free to pick whatever they want.
0: Absolutely. And yeah, that's exactly the thing is like, give yourself permission to choose what's going to feel best for you and what's not, you know, is this going to add stress to your life or is this going to add more joy to your life? And that should be the consideration. Mm -hmm. Is it going to add more stress and, and more, or more joy? And so you touched a little on like, um, the gifts and how fun it was, and I completely remember like getting my Cabbage Patch kit and being like so psyched, even though it was uh, the generic one. <laughs> I was, like, <laughs> that. Um, but anyway, I I really the gifts I think is something that's really exciting and it's kind of fun uh, part of it. It's funny because I I have in my life certainly had like judgment about like the gifts and kind of that too much. And there can be too much and it can be kind of overwhelming. And especially if you have little kids, oh my gosh, like the stuff that just flows into your house. And it, and it is really helpful to sort of, to simplify, I think, um, our kids' kind of uh, toy landscape ultimately. But it is really fun to consider that. So let's consider some of the some of the ideas that you, maybe you have and I have for my kids. And I know that one of the things that's been kind of floating around in the zeitgeist recently in the last couple of years that I thought, oh, this is kind of helpful, is there was like a little rhyme. It's like, uh, what is it? It's like something, something they want, something they need, something something and something something to read. read. Yeah, something to wear and read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I I think that's kind of a cool guide, you know, should you need some help simplifying your, you know, impulses, something they want, something they need, something to wear and something to read. Um for us, my girls, my daughters read so fast. We do like to give them something to read, but sometimes, at least with my oldest, like she will read a book and like less than a day. So it's such a fleeting yeah. kind of thing that we really encourage her to just use the library. Um, but, yeah. uh, but we're definitely going to be considering, you know, maybe some Legos cause they really, we really see how much joy they get out of those and again and again, yeah. and again in so many ways. And, and one of the things I've been considering as far as for the kids is thinking about the idea of, um, uh, like experiences as well as one of the things that I'm kind of considering this year is the idea that this is sort of a new thing is this idea of these subscription boxes, right? Like they're the thing that I guess yeah. I've been considering is this idea of a tinker crate because um, I know my kids would probably get a lot of joy over that um, over a lot of time and they really I know they really like the magazine subscriptions that the sent to them National Geographic kids they really love and they've really enjoyed that a lot but but then again, it is fun to open things on Christmas or on Hanukkah or on whatever, you know, you're celebrating, uh, um, solstice maybe. <laughs> um, what, are you, what are you thinking about for, for your kids and, and what's been successful um, as far as making it an exciting and special uh, experience for your kids?
1: Um, yeah, I love all those ideas. I think the subscription boxes are really fun. Um, And I also love magazine subscriptions. I mean, they still make highlights. Can we remember highlights with like the awesome where you had to search in the picture to find everything? And then there were the two brothers and one of them was like Goofus and Gallant. Goofus and Gallant. Yes. Remember Goofus? Yes. They still make highlights and it's still awesome. I think my sister is actually getting my daughter's like a sticker box subscription subscription. Uh, where every month they're going to get a new sticker box. And if you go, I just found this morning, I was looking at this. If you go to mysubscriptionaddiction.com, I'm not affiliated with this website. I just found it this morning. But they actually have a list of a ton of different subscription boxes for kids by age. So it's called mysubscriptionaddiction.com. So you can see all the options. Um, We also do, um, like I said, experiences. And that can be a trip to a show, a trip to the movies if you have a kid who's really into a specific, you know, museum or, I mean, I know the aquarium in Boston, for example, is fantastic, but it's really expensive. And so, you know, that could be the exciting thing that you do with your kids is take them to, um, you know, some event or something or somewhere that they might not normally get to go. Um, I'm trying to think, we also often will use this time to give them a gift that is sort of about a developmental leap they're ready to make um that we wouldn't do the rest of the year so my my third grader is starting to use a computer in the classroom at school and my second grader is very interested in this and apparently I don't really know that much about this but there are these computers that are designed for kids to actually like put together and then use. and my husband says we can like set it up so it'll connect to the TV. So it will really be a family experience and they can use some of the like apps they use at school. Like they're using apps to learn like coding and they use apps for math and they use apps for Hebrew, and like educational apps. So this is something we're gonna explore. The one thing I would encourage parents to think about is if something is not a thing in your house yet, do you want to make it a thing? So for mm-hmm. example, we my husband got one of those what I'm gonna sound like a little lady now. You know that Amazon thing or the Google thing that you put on the counter and you talk to it and it talks back to you? Oh, Alexa. Uh, we have yeah, that like, in Alex. the house too. <laughs> so my husband bought one and he brought it home and I was like, Oh no, 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 no. It's still in the box. And he thought I was concerned about somehow people spying on us and I was like, No, my life is not that interesting. People are more than welcome to spy. My concern is that all of a sudden there's this thing in the house that I have to manage like I have to tell the girl no no you can't say that to Alexa or can you please stop asking her to play the same Taylor Swift song over and over again or whatever it is and like there's enough things you know that I don't need to introduce a new something that I have to manage with the kids so as you are thinking about the holiday gift it's like do you really want to manage that remote control car with your kid if you think your kid can be fine with it and it'll be fun that's great but if not then maybe you don't get it and so just trying to think about is this going to be a thing that's going to bring you joy or is this going to be a thing that will potentially be a great point of contention and I'm a little worried about that with this computer but I think the benefits um, of being able to have this as something that the kids can make and then use in a really open way with the tv set um, I think they're ready for it so that's something to think about too Um, I think just remember that kids can get into really little things too like I remember just thinking it was fun to get a new notebook and a four-color pen
2: you know, mm-hmm.
1: like does it have to be a huge thing or a new lip gloss or um some cool socks. You yeah. know, I mean really so it doesn't have to be like a huge thing that you overthink.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um by the way, if you speaking of time home with the kids, there's a fun thing that my kids discovered with Alexa with the like Amazon, I guess I guess it's Amazon, I don't know, whatever, you know robot that's listening to you every word in the (laughs) (laughs) sometimes we say a certain thing and it's like hello what do you need we're like what is going on anyway (laughs) and in fact alexa can be weird so we have alexa hooked up to our spotify right the spotify music service and so alexa can like can play music from spotify and this was hilarious because um i use i teach some public yoga classes and i use spotify to play a playlist for for my public yoga classes and so I'm in this yoga class that I, I was teaching on this and I um, was playing this like lovely yoga music from my yoga playlist and then all of a sudden it changes to <laughs> Despacito I know <laughs> started playing like desposito and i was like what is going on and it was like because it was kind of hooked up to bill's phone it was starting to play this like in my yoga class and everybody's like what is playing desposito it was totally weird okay but i'm digressing if you have bored kids at home with alexa you can alexa will do this thing where they're like i forgot they said there's something like tell me a story but alexa will do this kind of choose your own adventure thing so my girls have done like i've seen them they're like lying on the living room floor in front of the wood stove and they pull up a blanket and they're like you know and they alexa let's go and alexa's like do you we are going to over the field to the sound of the you know scary ghost do you want to go towards the ghost or do you want to go away it's kind of like this weird choose your own adventure storytelling thing that alexa just does so anyway heads up guys you can use that and a, a one thing while you were talking about gifts, one thing that <clears throat> you can do that I really like and, and enjoy doing is um, homemade gifts are can be really fun to do and yes. make with your kids at the holidays. And w- the thing that we're doing this year that I realize is so brilliant now, because now everybody does it, is we're making a, a family um, coloring book. So everybody in what? the family, yeah. So it's super easy because everybody in the family just does a drawing and you outline your drawing and... You know, black pen, and um, and then you just get it printed at you know Staples or something, and you can get it printed and bound super easily. And so everybody's we've been doing these drawings, and there's some from you know my seven year old, some from my ten year old, one from my husband, and we're gonna do a few more and just get them printed and bound. And we realize that you know even the adults are coloring these days, so we're gonna give the adults our Clark Fields coloring book as well. Oh my gosh,
1: that's the greatest thing I've ever heard of. I've never even thought of that and I
0: love it. Isn't that a fun idea? Yeah, and it's fun. Like we've been, we've been having fun um, doing it. And another thing that's really fun, um, I'm going to give away my secret for my gifts for all my friends that I like to give. And I don't feel pressured that I have to give my friends a gift, but what I like to do is I get those tiny little mason jars and I make, um, I make a, a sh- like a peppermint sugar scrub and what? you know that you, it's super easy, you know, you buy that at wherever, but you can make it, you just actually, you just mix sugar and, um, and you know, just the cheap granulated sugar and then, um, you know, almond oil, you can buy big things of almond oil at Whole Foods or different places. And then you put some, a few okay, drops Martha, of, sure. <laughs> you put a few drops of peppermint essential oil in it. And you just mix it up, and then it's this, like, you know, body sugar scrub. It's super easy.
1: It's fun. Okay. So, for all of you adorable <laughs> people out there who are into making, like, body scrubs, you rock. I, I will not do this. But so I want to offer another option. For okay. Friends. Let's start by getting it for friends. I have a favorite website where I would like to buy every single thing on the website. Um, there is an artist named Emily McDowell, just like it sounds. And if you go to EmilyMcDowell.com, she makes gift cards and mugs and tote bags and keychains and pins and some of them are fairly profane. She uses the F word and the S word, but they're they're deeply compassionate <laughs> and hilarious and lovely and real. And so I just spent like way more money than I meant to on this website buying cards and mugs and presents. And like for example, she's got this one card that just says please let me be the first person to punch, please let me be the first to punch the next person who tells you everything happened for a reason. (laughs) Like, just, and then, like, one that says, um, she's got a line of parenting cards that I just think are so real and so funny and, again, deeply compassionate. Like, you know, she's got one where it shows this um, whole stack of different parenting books, like how to, you know, how to parent your kids and then underneath it just says, you're not alone, hang in there, like, these really, they're funny, they're hilarious, so um, my favorite place to get gifts for my um, mom friends is emilymcdowell.com, and I would really encourage people to go there, because they're funny and sweet and cute and hilarious.
0: They're great, I just popped up and checked them out, yeah, I I, I I just,
1: this, uh, and you can feel good about buying (laughs) from a woman-owned shop that's independently owned, and I don't know, Emily, like, again i don't get any back from
0: this i'm just a huge fan of her work hey that's super cool i love that i love that that's cool yeah. so cool so we've talked about some uh gifts you know experiences and um and different things one of the other things i wanted to touch on was the idea of um donating, you know, with your kids. And so this is something that we do as a a family every year and, you know, and obviously this depends on your, your time and your budget and all these different things, but and I always had this like idea. I was like, we're going to be like at the, I really had this aspiration to kind of like be at the soup kitchen with my kids. And just how it like, it never happened, you know, like, it's just kind of hard. Yeah. It was hard for me to arrange that. And then they were little and I, it's just a little, it was just hard for me to kind of make that aspiration a reality. Maybe we can, we can move towards it, but One of the things that we do is, um, you know, my husband and I, we donate to Doctors Without Borders kind of regularly. That's kind of our our way of donating. We really feel like that makes a a good difference, and but we want to, we want our kids to know that that's something that's, you know, in their life and that they should can be doing and just a way to impart our values around giving back. And so what we do is we give them, we, we happen to give them each $50 to choose they, and they choose a place to donate this money around in December. So they've, they've chosen, you know, they've chosen, um, Um, the one where you can buy a sheep, gosh, I'm totally forgetting. Oh, um, Heifer
1: International.
0: Yeah, Heifer, Heifer International. It's
1: a great program.
0: Oh, it's, it's wonderful. They've chosen things for, um... Uh, like women to women, they've chosen things that help girls around the world, and and you can. It's very easy to Google like great places for kids to donate or different things like that, or Google great places to donate. Um, those are some of the ones we've done, and what we've done is we've come up with, we've kind of looked and said, okay, here are like four places that we think might be good places, and we let them go through the process of choosing and looking. So it's their choice to give to someone. And then then we they donate in their name. So that, that's a, something that I feel really good about. That's been a nice tradition in our family. Oh, hey,
3: everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory. Two moms
4: who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back. So, join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly, because sometimes life sucks.
3: Unsticking it. Lynn, this time of year, parenting can be such a fluster klux. You've come to the right place. Anxiety doesn't stand a chance when we're laughing, even about the
1: tough stuff. So I love all of those, and I have a couple more to add. One is um, uh, if you want to give your kids a chance to choose sort of who the money is going to go to, uh, there are many ways to do microloans where you're essentially lending relatively small amounts of money to um, entrepreneurs around the world, many of them in developing countries. And a great place to do this is through Kiva, K-I-V-A. And when you go to Kiva.org, you can literally like go through and say, I want to go to this part of the country and I want to donate to this woman. And it will show you a picture of a woman. I I tend to donate to women um, who, and it's like, she would use this money to, to help to finance this like small neighborhood grocery store she's trying to open or to pay for the cows that she's going to use to, you know, sell milk or whatever. And then um, over time, the women pay you back the money and then you get the money back and you can lend it to somebody else. That's so so cool. it's, it's a tradition you can start in December and then, you know, a few months later, all of a sudden you get this email that says your Kiva loan has been repaid and then you can use it to, again, support another entrepreneur somewhere in the world. So um, I think it's a lovely way to think about, you know, people all over the world and how we can stay connected to them and support them. So Kiva is one opportunity. Um, I also love the idea of using the holidays. Not only is a time to maybe do sort of a one-off volunteering, if you can go, you know, to a food pantry or soup kitchen or something and do some work there, but also to set up some way of making charitable giving a part of your life all year. And, you know, many religious traditions have something, whether it's tithing or in Judaism, we refer to tzedakah, um, of, you know, giving money. And so one of the things that finally, after like two years of saying I was going to do it, I finally did it was we used um a system that Ron Weaver talks about in his really great book which is called The Opposite of Spoiled mm. it's a lovely book for parents to talk about how to really talk to your kids about money and he suggests that you set up like three containers for your kids one um one is for money to spend, one is for money to save, and one is for money to share or to give away. And so every week, my kids get an allowance of $3, and by every week, I mean whenever I can remember to actually do it. And we got these like clear containers, and they put $1 in each container so they can see them growing. Um, and the spend money, they can spend whenever they want. And the save money, the idea is we're going to save up for something big, although we haven't really figured out what that is yet. And so we need to look at the share money and figure out where they're going to donate it. And one of the things that I believe Ron Lieber talks about is the idea of picking a local charity where your kids can literally put the money in an envelope and you can drive there and hand it to them. Mm. And so that the child can actually see, as opposed to this very abstract, like, uh, okay, we clicked a button on the internet and money went somewhere. I don't really know. Like they can have the experience of actually holding the money, going to a place, seeing that there's a person on the other end, so here in Massachusetts, I'd like to think about cradles to crayons because my daughters deeply know how much they care about like having toys, right? And so mm-hmm. I think we can go to the warehouse. We might even be able to volunteer there. This is something I need to research to help organize toys. Um, but I want them, you know, I want them to pick a charity they, they want to support. And I want them to pick something local so that we can we can drive. So that's, we'll have to check in if we can actually get it done. But we're, you know, we're building up to it. So we do have these. Three clear containers on the counter for each girl, and every week when they put the money in, they can see the dollar bill start to add up. Which, um, as Ron Lieber points out, makes it much more sort of concrete and real for them than just putting the money in like a checking account, which we will get to. But it doesn't feel as real.
0: That's so cool. I love that. I love yeah. that idea of making it local. You're gonna you're gonna have me looking for local places this year. That's so cool, Carla. I love that. So. Yeah. Um, cool. So good. So we've talked about giving with kids. We've talked about gift ideas. Um, So some of the things we wanted to, while we're kind of on these listing kind of ideas and then let's get to some, so then, and then let's maybe wrap up with some ideas of how to deal with family stress and focusing on what's important.
4: Um,
0: but some, one thing I wanted to share for sure is some of, if you are traveling, which we will be driving to, um, New England and back, and actually carly we 're going to be in Boston one night. I need to tell you about that anyway. Um, one of the things that we do on our trips is we do we do podcasts um, for the kids and we kind of load them up in the car and you know and then we listen to them and we we like podcasts and obviously we 're making one and uh, we like some for the kids. And so I, I have three to share that I think are really fun for kids. And one, two are a little bit more like, kind of like bombastic, boo ah, kid stuff, you know, but which are, but it's still pretty great. And one is Wow in the World, which is wonderful. It's like, it's all this science stuff and it's really great. Love Wow in the World, yep. Love, love it. And the other one is, um, that's really cool is Story Pirates.
1: And story Ooh, pirates. I know
0: that one. Story pirates. My daughter discovered this. Story pirates is neat because what they do is they enact. They they kids write in from every like elementary school age kids write in with their stories, and then this team of like radio radio actors like act out the stories and make songs oh out God. of them.
1: <laughs> so, that sounds either like horrible or
0: amazing. Okay, so like the. I'm, the first season is they definitely got better like this I would start with the second season because it's really really good and like it's this hilarious story of like there's this hilarious story of a carrot on Mars and it wants to be eaten like it's just great but it's like really it's actually really well done um, and it's fun to listen to <laughs> and my girls love it love it and um, and then finally the last one that I really really love which is definitely much more on the crunchy side and is more kind of soothing and calming. But my kids love love it for so long. Is um, Sparkle Stories and Sparkle Stories. And again, I'm not affiliated with them, but they have a free podcast, but they also have a subscription service of, you know, where you have access to just tons and tons of stories. And they have stories that are specifically designed for long car rides. They have healing stories. They have like fairy stories. And my girls love these stories of Martin and Sylvia stories, which are wonderful. And it was so funny when it, cause it's, I really think of the idea that, you know what we, the media that we take in is really nourishing the way we think and, and et cetera. Yeah. And, and I really like this. I, I want the media to kind of be, I love the idea of having a sort of good influences and good examples. And so in Sparkle Stories, Martin and Sylvia, like the first one I ever listened to, Martin and Sylvia are like this, this home, they're in this homeschooling family and they come downstairs from their loft bedroom and they eat this breakfast of like an omelette with like some green beans in it. I'm like, oh my God, my kids would
1: never eat green beans for breakfast. <laughs> and I love that like they're hearing that. Green beans in an omelette? <laughs> oh, come on. Who put green beans in an omelette? That's think weird. That, I think the
0: green beans are on the side. But anyway, like... I, I just love the idea like that their minds could be completely blown open by the possibility that kids would eat some like vegetables for breakfast you know and okay, it's all, fine like, but they Indies do maple sugaring fun. and you know it's really really oh, that's like, adorable. Sort of beautiful and it's nice and they're really kind of you would like i oh, think I they're, they're fun for adults to listen to actually
1: so. i'm gonna check it out so okay. <laughs> my i have one more podcast um suggestion. Um, And then let's see, I have actually a couple of apps that are useful. So in addition to wow in the world, there's also a relatively new stories podcast for kids called circle round. And it's from WBUR, which is my local NPR affiliate. And it's like international folky stories that are very sweet. And my kids um, like that one. So there's circle round. And then um, we actually use the hoopla app, H O O P L A. And you can download free books and audiobooks through your library membership. Ooh. And um, it, we don't download the books because um, we, my kids don't read books on screens yet, but you can definitely download like free audiobooks. And so uh, that works well if you don't want to pay for them for sure. Um, the other thing is that my kids have actually gotten into occasionally they really like listening to just brief guide meditations on like headspace or insight mm. timer. Both of those are starting to have more um, kids, more kids, kids like content. So I don't know like how those tend to be shorter, so they may or may not work for, you know, longer car rides, but it's just something to think about. Um, so those are some things we do on long car trips. We also just play a lot of music, which the kids Um, really seem to like I can forgotten how much we can sort of enjoy playing music Um, if there's a really long book that you think your kids would totally be into you can get it off audible.com but those you you definitely have to pay for those so sometimes it's worth it if I'm downloading a book for them that I know is going to be like nine or ten hours of reading and I think would actually hold their attention I will get it off audible but otherwise for the shorter stuff it's, it's really not worth paying for
0: oh yeah yeah we did that when we were in the midst of that epic harry potter reading and i knew right. everybody, everybody would enjoy that for sure and the, another few other quick things that we like is i actually finally down there's a bunch of you know the the old old classic the license plate game like we actually downloaded oh. you know i actually printed out you know color license plate sheets which are super you know you just google license plate uh bingo. that's adorable and they did that on the last car ride, and that was that was really fun um, for them to do. I mean, they were like, "Oh my God, Alabama! Can you believe we saw Alabama? Oh my God!" Like that's a great su- idea. They were super excited. So, oh, and then the with the song, something you can do that's fun if you want to like download songs and say you have someone in the car, One thing we've done occasionally is like we go around in a circle, and everybody can choose a song. Like so, like. Uh, It ends up being this kind of wild, interesting mix of songs.
1: (laughs) That's a great idea.
0: In a row. That's a great, yeah, Uh, yeah. Okay so we have given you guys lots of different suggestions and ideas and I will try to put these some of the my notes for these into the mindfulmamapodcast.com um space for this show and let's let's get down to finally like you know some some stress like how do we want to how do we want to deal with some of the stress and some of the um The challenges of the holidays, and I think that one that we've already kind of underscored a little bit is just slowing down and giving yourself permission to say no to things is really, really important. You know, don't feel like you have to do everything and, you know, you might have to have some skillful conversations, you know. Thank you so very much for this invitation. I really appreciate that. Um, And, you know, right now this, you know, we have too much on our plate or whatever. Have a a conversation where you uh, express your appreciation and then, you know, explain as skillfully as you can that maybe you can't go to that thing. Um, And then another one that I'd like to uh, be to offer is the idea of kind of, and, and, and this is also in that parents.com article, but just resist the urge, urge to be Martha Stewart, right? Like we don't let's, let's let that inner perfectionist kind of let go, you know, it, the holidays are going to be magical for your kids. There's a magical element to coming together. It's really about the idea of coming together, you know, lighting lights, eating together, and really the idea of you being more just present, you being more relaxed, you being able to sort of slow down and and enjoy it, that is a gift. To your kids and to your family much more than making everything perfect right it 's really about just I want you to give out the listener I want you to get have permission, give yourself permission and know that totally. it, it really helps everybody when you uh, allow it to be imperfect, have a sense of humor about your imperfection and and you know that 's an, an incredible example for your kid and, and really value just being present and being able to um, appreciate what is there rather than focusing on the little things that you perceive as wrong or not fully up to.
4: Um,
1: And I would like to, uh, uh, yes, a hundred times yes to everything you just said Hunter. And I want to add a few more thoughts and tricks. Um, The the idea of giving up on the perfect Christmas actually came up in, in a movie that's in the theaters right now. It's bad mom's Christmas oh now, really <laughs> um, well i laughed at this movie but let me tell you if you if you saw the first bad mom and you thought it was too crass or too wildly inappropriate don't go see this one because it
4: takes
1: <laughs> crass and crude and inappropriate to new levels that i was even like fringing in my feel like i can't believe i got showing that this so if if the crafts and stuff doesn't work for you, then please don't go to this movie. But if you thought the first Bad Moms was funny, um, this one's funny, and it and it tackles the relationships between the adult mothers of the first movie and their mothers. So it's kind of about the mom grandma dynamic. Um, so and and part of it is you know one woman really trying to let go of the perfection. So that's one thing that if you're looking for a girl's night out and you're okay with some like wildly inappropriate stuff. Um, but in terms of for your family, one of the things that comes up with a lot of the parents I work with is how um, disrupted our family routines can get during the holidays and how hard that can be. Like, you know, if you're traveling or if you have guests in your home, you know, how much do you just sort of let things go and how much do you toe the line on, What your kids eat and how much screen time they get, and when they go to bed. And here's what I say to parents like, you can't keep the perfect routine. Part of what makes the holidays fun and crazy making is that, you know, we do get to try different things and do different things and maybe stay up late with your cousins. And you don't want to drive yourself crazy just being an enforcer the whole time. But what I will say is, you need to figure out what your family's showstoppers are and respect those. And here's what I mean this is the basic self care stuff that each person in your family needs. So they can function so i have one kid who just requires a tremendous amount of sleep or she's a mess i have another kid who is a total sugar addict and if i let her have too much sugar she like totally falls apart and mm. so i know that i really can't be flexible on the sleep with that one kid and she can eat whatever she wants she can watch as much tv as she wants and she's fine but the sleep sends her over the edge and then this other kid excuse me if she doesn't get enough sleep she's okay. And, you know, again, other things I can be flexible about. And I know for me, well, it's everything. I'm a delicate flower these days, but I know that if I don't get enough sleep. And if I go overboard on the caffeine, you know, I'll get too cranky. So just like as you're traveling or having guests in your home, really try to think for a minute about what you can be flexible on and what you really need to total line on. And it, it will make things easier. Um, and then for those of you, this is the last thing I'm going to say, who are heading into a family dynamic where you know it's going to make you crazy, where you know you're going to see relatives, you don't see the rest of the year, and they're going to say inappropriate things or do things that drive you nuts, there is a game that's sort of a classic in the therapy circles called dysfunctional family bingo. And if you Google it, um, just Google it, and you will find a lot of options. But the idea is, the basic idea ahead of it, uh, underlying it, is that if you... Already, if you anticipate that your uncle's going to make a racist comment or there's going to be a fight over politics or your aunt's going to nag the crap out of you about something or whatever it is, but if you anticipate it, then when it happens, you're like, oh, look at that. I thought it was going to happen and it happened. Oh, well, you know, it kind of takes some of the pressure away from the situation. And a way that people try to make this fun is you can actually print out these blank bingo cards and like fill in each box with all of the sort of crazy things you think might happen. And then, you know, you can play it with different family members. Um, You want to be careful because we really don't want to offend people. So please, like, be thoughtful about how you do this. And when you fill up your bingo card, you win. I mean, you sort of lose because all this stuff happened, But you win. But the whole idea is... Bring a sense of humor. Yeah. Like, try to be funny about it. And remember that it's, you know, it just is what it is. And it'll pass. And try not to get too swept up in, in these old family dynamics. So... And that's just a way to give you a little distance and perspective. So again, if it sounds interesting, you can Google dysfunctional family bingo and you'll find a lot of stuff.
0: Okay. So I just did. I just bo- Google dysfunctional family bingo. And this is totally cracking me up because it's like brother sneaks outside to smoke a joint. (laughs) Dirty looks between your mom and your uncle. You know, like someone crying in the bathroom, curse words said in front of a child. Um, someone saying, are you sure you want to eat that? <laughs> oh my god, yes, like, let's, let's look at this, like, s- pitiful, sad state of family affairs, and like, yes, let's have some, some, uh, a sense of humor about it, a little bit of macabre humor about it, I think, really helps us get some, some perspective, and I think that's hilarious, I have never heard of that, Carla, thank you it's, so much yeah, for pointing it's
1: to Social, workers social Family And if just add, <laughs> And along the same lines, I'm going to add one more brief thought. Please, please pay attention to how social media is impacting your mood over the holidays because Mm -hmm. the holidays are a hard time for so many of us because of loss or divorce or financial stress or employment stress or family dynamics. And if you are logging onto social media and all you're seeing are pictures of perfect families and beautiful Christmas trees and piles of presents that you can't afford or whatever it is that's triggering you. Um, please, please take some time to stay off social media and give yourself a break because what you need to remember is that the holidays can be a truly challenging time for all of us. But what people choose to put online isn't necessarily reality. And so if your time on social media makes you feel supported and connected, then by all means, knock yourself out. But just notice. And if it's making you feel, you know, less than or inadequate or crazy or stressed or anxious, shut it down. You don't need to be on it for a few weeks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think this is when we want to, we want to be really um, we want to practice that self-awareness and notice like, am I, you know, notice when we're starting to get triggered or we're starting to get stressed before it gets to a head. And when we notice it, start to acknowledge it like, oh, wow, that didn't feel great when I heard, you know, uncle so-and-so say that and just kind of offer to yourself that compassion like this families it can be hard because people have suffering and that you know reverberates it you know with us and and I think it's it can be really hard to do and it's sort of higher you know it's kind of like zen mama level stuff but if you can you're, you know, offered try practice to see that, you know, when people are acting badly, they're feeling badly and kind of notice that, you know, the, you know, the unskillful things people say come from a place of suffering. And, you know, I have to really practice this in my own family and I have to be really practical and notice that, you know, this number of days feels great for me to visit. And this number of days is too many. So I'm going to practice to limit the number of days and to practice. Also, like for me, it's really important for me to keep my mindfulness practice to a certain degree. And it's really important for me, some of my kind of not essentials are, um, I try to not go crazy, uh, not eat too much sugar because it makes me feel horrible, um, and just you know yucky inside. And then also one of the things I I need to practice is I I if I don't you know I sit in meditation most mornings, and if I'm visiting my family I don't necessarily have the space to do that. But what I do is you know I when I have a space I take it. Like if I wake up and some they're not awake yet or if i go downstairs and everybody's there i i'll go upstairs and i'll just take a moment to sit for 5 minutes because i know that's really grounding for me and then the other essential for me i know is to go have some time away from like the bubble of you know the house and the closed windows and everybody together and and get go for a walk really walking or yeah. like, for me going for a run getting out in nature getting some time, if you can possibly, like in the sun (laughs) and in nature, I think is, is, um, that's a really important to kind of just keep tabs on for you. What, what is, you know, what are the essentials that you really want to hang on to? Like Carla was saying, like, what are the, what are the family rhythms and the, the rhythms that are essential for you and for your kids? Like, maybe it's that nap time or whatever it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, and then, yeah. And then there, are there any plate ways let's, I, I love the idea of ending with this. Like, are, are there any ways that you, uh, do Carla to help make the holidays, um, a little more sacred and a little less, you know, you know, less commercial and, and to have those sort of quieter, more sacred moments. Do you, what, what are those moments for you and your family, Carla?
1: i think for us it's twofold um and it all revolves really around reading and so one is that during the holidays i really try to use that extra time we have together to dive into a big book with a girl so um right now we're reading wonder which is amazing um and i'm gonna find yeah oh so it's a movie out right now and um it's it's becoming it, it it was incredibly popular and it's gaining in popularity again because a big movie with like Julia Roberts and stuff. um, And it's a delightful story about a boy with a facial deformity and going to school for the first time. And so and we'll find another big book um, to read together over the holidays. And then we also just read a lot of stories about Hanukkah, which, you know, helps us feel connected to the holiday and to our culture and our faith. So for us, um, I think, you know, for me, I don't do a lot of decorating. My husband does the cooking. I'm not into that stuff, but I love reading with my kids. And so we just go to the library and get a ton of books and spend a lot of time reading. And that it's, it's nothing fancy. It's nothing expensive. It's not particularly special except that it's, it's special for us. So our, our main ways of kind of slowing down and reconnecting really happens through reading books together for our family
4: mm. and my
1: husband makes donuts. He makes donuts at home. He, he, he just makes them in our house and we eat them and that's amazing. But I can't take I... Money for that other than the eating. Yeah, for Hanukkah it's a thing, and he makes them and they're incredible. Um,
0: but
1: that's my husband's contribution, which is an amazing one. Nice, nice, and, and, and we, what
0: do you do? We, we read too, we really like reading. I loved The Night Before Christmas. That's such a wonderful poem and oh. and story. It's it's really, really great. Um, I really love the time when we decorate the tree and, and what's so nice about that for us is that we, you know, it's just, there's all these memories, there's all these ornaments with pictures on them and you made that when you were this old and look, isn't that Aww. funny, and and those kind of things, and some things we've done over the years, which is kind of neat, um, we, well, now, this year, it's, like, gonna be, it's pretty warm in December, but we had one year, it was so cool, so we have just, um, a, just a walk from our house, it's maybe about, I don't know, the equivalent of three or four blocks from our house, but, but it's, it's, there's a little bit of woods, and there's a little path through the woods that we walk to, to get to this, um. The, to um, a little farm, it's like a, it's like they sell produce and and, and they sell Christmas trees. And oh, so one year <laughs> we were able to, we had a huge snow and we were actually able to, we were like, ah, we were all snowed in. So what we did is we took our sleds and we walked to Marini's and we got a Christmas tree and then we pulled it back <laughs> through the woods on a sled. It was That's so Yeah, it was super cool. So we were able to do that. I don't know if we're going to be able to do that this year, but part of it is we decorate, you know, I cut down, I, I, this is the time of year I trim my evergreen trees and I, I stick them in my planter pots and we, you know, I think just decorating the trees part of it for us and then reading those stories and, you know, spend, spending some time when it's dark, just having time together, hanging out in the house and, um, and lighting, lighting candles, that's, makes things sort of, quiet and sacred. And that's kind of, I think a nice way to bring some, some sense of quiet and sacred because it really is about, this is the darkest time of year. Let us bring light into this time to, uh, to lighten the darkness. Right. I really think that it comes back to that for, for all of these traditions, ultimately. I
1: love that. And, you know, we do light candles every night of Hanukkah on our Hanukia, uh, our menorah um, but I I didn't actually include that in sort of our sacred moments because in all honesty, some nights it's like a mess. You know, I've got a girl who's like crying because she didn't get to light the first candle, and I've got another girl who's crying because we're using our sister's menorah, we don't have enough candles for both menorahs, and so like in all honesty, <laughs> sometimes it is this like beautiful sacred moment where we say our prayers and we kind of notice and be with the candles, and sometimes it's like Oh my gosh, we just get through this to get to bedtime. So um, just pulling back the curtain and being real. But, you know, it is something we do for all the nights of Hanukkah.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, cool. Well, I hope this, um, thank you, Carla, for coming on. And this has been, you know, we've had a, I knew we would have like a ton of ideas and things to share. So I hope some of these ideas have resonated with you, the listener, and maybe Carla, I'll give you a chance to, you know, think about what you might want your our listeners takeaway for this to be but for me my my takeaway for you the listener is to just be uh, be intentional about the holidays don't just get you know swept up because we always do it this way kind of take a moment to take a moment to think about what serves you and what doesn't serve you what feels good and what doesn't feel good and and give yourself permission to to make some changes and and offer up, you know, what what do we want to hold on to? What do we want to what do we want to let go of? How how can we create some space? Um, and how can what what we do in this time reflect our what what's really important to us? So um, I think that is my what I'm hoping that your takeaway is, you know, f- for listening here. And and Carla, do you have any any last thoughts you want to offer?
1: I do. I just, I hope that all of us, and, and you included yeah. Hunter, and me, and all of our listeners can find just a lot of compassion for ourselves mm-hmm. during this holiday season, because we we all go into it with aspirations that maybe don't work out, or plans that go astray, or, or going into it knowing we're going to have a hard time for a variety of reasons, that, you know, the holidays can bring up painful memories, or, or whatever is happening for folks, and and really just remembering um, to be really kind to yourself in, in, the, in the thoughts you think and in the way you treat your bodies and treat your family and just hold a lot of compassion and love and forgiveness for ourselves and our family members as we move through this season. That's kind of my wish for all of us.
0: Mm, that's beautiful. That's perfect. Thank you so much, Carla, for Thank coming you. on. I really appreciate it. Uh, you guys can find Carla at com, right? And, yep. um yeah awesome thank you carla thank you hunter happy holidays thank you so much for listening to this episode of the mindful mama podcast i hope you got a lot out of it don't forget you can go to mindfulmamapodcast.com and find the notes so if you are wondering about all those resources we mentioned you can find that in the notes for this podcast. And if you have any questions, you can absolutely email me, hunter at mindfulmamamentor.com. That's mindful with one L, mama, M-A-M-A, mentor.com. And coming up, we have some really exciting podcasts for you. I'm really excited to talk to John Roman of the Front Row Foundation. And that's it then. So I'm wishing you a really, really beautiful week, sending you lots of love, wishing you some peace in the holidays and a sense of humor as you go through it. Have a great week. Namaste. (laughs)
1: you're making me laugh and cry. All right. Okay. Are we ready?
4: Yeah.
0: Okay. All right.
4: Listen into to Mom and Mind and walk with me through the world of perinatal mental health.